0: Welcome to the Infinite Living Project with me, your host, Dr. Ryan Cleland. From exercise, nutrition, functional and regenerative medicine, supplementation, testing, and so much more, we bring you all things health in a real, raw, no-nonsense approach to getting and staying healthy. So let's get started. Hey everybody out there, this is Dr. Ryan Cleland with the Infinite Living Podcast. And today we are gonna talk about two different things. We're gonna talk about one subject, but two different things. One of which is one thing that cancer hates and the other is one thing that cancer loves. So I guess we could put this in, you know, yeah, just one cancer. Yeah, that. So let's just jump right in. So <clears throat> one thing that cancer absolutely loves is sugar. Cancer gobbles it up and, and it just utilizes it for fuel. So what do I mean by sugar? So basically, anything that is high glycemic food, anything like that, it just loves sugar. It feeds off of it. That's why a lot of times people they start overeating, or they just start eating even poorly because they just are they're that can't they they don't even realize it, but their body is just scarfing up that sugar as quickly as you can put it into your system. So the reason I bring this up is because ultimately. What can you do about this information, right? It's not who cares if they love sugar. What can we do about it? And so, um, and there's people that already won Nobel Prizes 50, 60, 70 years ago. And the crazy thing about this is, and the reason I even put this on a podcast, because a lot of people know this, but if you're in a hospital or if you're in some cancer treatment facilities, you know, they're feeding you exactly what that cancer is loves. And so what we need to do is we need to starve that cancer because if the cancer doesn't have the fuel supply it's looking for, it could potentially help you heal from that cancer, right? And so that's honestly how I even got it and started learning about keto diet, you know, ketogenesis and all that, because the keto diet is very, it's a basically a cancer treatment diet. That's an, at least... One of the things that it was very, very well known for early on, now it's, you know, obviously it's in the fitness realm and all that, energy realm and mitochondrial realm. But so anything that you can think of that's high glycemic. So that's why, I mean, just look and Google the ketogenic diet. Look and Google bulletproof diet. Those are diets that are low, low, low in sugar and very high in low glycemic foods. So, one thing you have to watch out for is overeating of proteins because your body will will start kicking over that excess protein into gluconeogenesis. That's why I always say moderate protein. I can honestly tell you from experience the less or the more I stay to a moderate versus a high protein diet, I feel better, my energy is better. Um, I look better, my fat burning ability is better. so. You know, a lot of these people want to do this high, high protein type stuff. So just be careful with that if you're really looking for ultimate, you know, like trying to actually be healthy and fight cancer. Um, And I always want my body in cancer fighting mode, right? It's like, like they always say that your body has cancer within it every day. Your immune system finds it and kills it. But what I don't want to be doing is feeding excess sugars and feeding potentially little cancers in my body that could develop into big cancers and problems. Um, that's why I'm always focusing on trying to build and create as much strength within my immune system as possible and strength within my, uh, I guess diet as possible. And it's all interconnected, obviously. So avoid sugar at all costs, avoid simple sugars at all costs. Obviously we all think of candies, ice creams, yada, 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 all that junk, but which and soda, oh my gosh, soda. So just You've got to throw soda out of the system. Um, You've got to limit alcohol as much as humanly possible. These are all things that will feed the system. Um, Also, too, grains, pastas, sugar, those break down into your system very, very quickly. So that's why breads and pastas and all these things are not ultimately good for us. That's why if you're seeing all these substitutes, these vegetable substitutes and whatnot, because... Ultimately, they're trying to reduce the insulin response, reduce the sugar in your system so that you can be healthier. And again, I mean, heck, they're even showing, I mean, just a, you know, we're talking about cancer right now because it plagues so, so many of us. And I'm not even telling you you may end up cured, but if you can halt or slow down the the speed of a can of a tumor cell from growing, why would you not want that? Why would you not want that? Again, that's why, even healthy people need to be focusing on this because it just takes one day. It just takes one bad week to end up with that diagnosis. So these are things that we need to be trying to do every day as much as we possibly can. Um, Let's see here. Also too, uh, grains, pastas, excess proteins. Um, Obviously again, the sugars, the, the sweet drinks, all these different things. So, Again, this is why vegetables are so, so good for us is because they're high in phytonutrients, but they're also low in sugar. They're high in fiber, uh, protein moderate. Again, like I said, high fat. High fat is great because you can get energy from that, but it doesn't spike your insulin levels. And when I say high fat, what I don't mean is drinking a bunch of vegetable oil, canola oil, all of those crap oils that we have in our cupboards right now, you have got to get rid of that stuff. Do not use it until it's empty. Get rid of it and replace it. So things like coconut oil, things like olive oils, things like MCT oils, things like real organic butter, these are all things, things like organic ghee, G-H-E-E, all of these things are great All these foods are great fats or sources of fat. Grass fed animal products, you know, naturally raised organic, if you can find it, animal products are great sources of healthy fats. Um, Also, healthy proteins, obviously. Um, Some sugars, so I mean, some fruits also, you have to also watch out for, especially if you're trying to kill cancer, if you're trying to reduce. The sugar intake and and feeding of tumor cells, so even high glycemic fruits you have to be careful of. I would say if you're dealing with cancer, I would try to almost eliminate all fruits from your diet. Increase your vegetable intake. Um, you know, obviously if you're a kid and you're you know you're quote unquote healthy or you're you know a little bit of fruit here and there, or even adults, a little bit of fruit here and there is okay. But we don't want to make fruits a staple of our diet because they are also high glycemic. And so we have to be careful of how we consume them. Um, Again, I'm not saying they're completely taboo, but overconsumption can cause problems. And again, I'm not saying you're going to get fat eating too much pineapple. This is not a fat conversation. This is a a healthy conversation. This is a cancer-fighting conversation. So reducing sugar. Cancer loves sugar, all right? And so, and it hates a ketogenic diet. Again, that's how I got into the ketogenic world in the first place years ago. So that's one thing that cancer loves. What is one thing cancer hates? Oxygen. Cancer hates oxygen. Cancer lives in an, what's called an anaerobic state. So it likes it when your body is depleted of oxygen. So what are some? So if it hates oxygen, what are some things that we can do to increase oxygen? Well. Couple things that are very easy, breathing. Deep, diaphragmatic breathing is vital to getting oxygen supplies within the system. So a lot of us are very shallow breathers. We don't take time to take deep breaths and restore our breathing, basically our our breathing habits or whatever, the innate breathing habits that we have or we're born with. Things like box breathing, where you'll breathe in for four seconds, Hold for four seconds, and then you can actually exhale for four seconds, and then hold that exhale for four more seconds, then breathe in for it, and you see the box pattern four, 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 and so on. Um, sometimes when I'm trying to meditate in the mornings, that's all I'll do is box breathing, just pay attention to my breathing habits. Um, but breathing is vital because we have to get that oxygenation into the system. What are some more extreme things, or not even extreme? Exercise. Exercise is vital for a multitude of different things. proprioception, yada yada, yada. but let's just f- pay attention to the pay attention to the oxygen side of things. When you exercise, you breathe heavier. When you breathe heavier, you're bringing in more oxygen. Um, so again, exercise is very, very good for people with cancer or those of us that are trying to fight cancer on a daily basis. Um, also there are two other things I can think of right at the top of my head. One is hyperbaric oxygen therapy, HBOT. Now you have some clinics have these. You can actually even buy these things. Honestly, if I were given a certain diagnosis, I would say to hell with it. I'm going to buy one there. I mean, at most you're looking at a small one, three to 5,000 bucks, not cheap, but heck man, it's better than, I mean, I would be doing everything in my power, um, also, too, they have a little more expensive ones. You can even sit in them and work in them. They're maybe in the fifteen dollars to $20,000 range. But hyperbaric oxygen therapy, what it does is you go into these tubes, it pressurizes you basically like you're about four to five, uh, pardon me if I'm wrong, let's just say four to five yards or meters under the sea's surface. So it's pressurizing that ox- oxygen within, <clears throat> within that chamber. Sorry, my throat's a little dry. But what that does is that helps that oxygen perfuse deeper into the system and it gets much deeper and higher concentrations. So obviously, if we can get that oxygen deeper into the cellular or into our physiology, into our nervous system, into our spinal cord and brain and all these things, it just makes sense how hyperbaric oxygen therapy could be vital for cancer or helping us fight cancer. Um, There are different places that have these through... You know, in our area, St. Louis, I know a buddy of mine, he's got one in his clinic. Um, I believe there are other ones even on the the Metro East side right now, but nothing crazy. Unfortunately, there are some hospitals that have them, but they only use them for diabetic wound therapy. And again, they don't even realize what they're sitting on right now because they're so worried about the insurance model. They could just flip it and have people pay cash for it, and they'd probably have those things full 24-7 if they don't already. Um, athletes are using these things every, every day they sleep in these things now just because of all the health benefits, recovery benefits, you name it. But again, let's talk about cancer. It's perfusing that body with, with cancer, or I'm sorry, that body with oxygen, which will help destroy cancer. It just makes sense. I'm not saying all you need to do is watch your sugar and increase your oxygen and you're going to, you don't have to do anything else. To if you are if you have a diagnosis like that. But no matter what the therapies are that I've seen out there, I mean, whether you go the allopathic medical model or you go all natural, whatever, it doesn't matter. These two things have been shown to work. Increasing oxygen and decreasing sugar. It will help any treatment protocol that you're on become more successful. Bar none. That's why a lot of these cancer places, they'll just take you and you just go straight greens. You'll start juicing and doing all these things. And... Um, They see phenomenal, phenomenal results. Um, One other therapy that I know of is um, ozone therapy. So you can do what's called a 10-pass ozone therapy where they'll actually pull your blood, and they actually kind of use pressure as well. They'll pull 200 milliliters of your blood out of your system at a time. They'll ozonate your blood, which basically they're pumping, lack of a better, they're just pumping oxygen through your blood to just get that blood so perfused with oxygen and then they pump it back into your system. And ultimately after you can handle this because there's multiple indications for this type of therapy, Um, I mean, just multiple, but again, we're talking about cancer right now. Um, But what that's gonna do is that's gonna oxygenate that system because obviously we're just flooding blood with oxygen, what does blood do? It takes everything, nutrients, oxygen, to the rest of the tissues in the system. So it's gonna help so many different things. But one of which is going to help to potentially kill tumor cells, and um, you know, and, which is awesome. Why would you not do this? This is just makes absolutely no sense not to do these things in conjunction with whatever other therapies that you're trying to do. Um, but again, it's uh, ozone therapy. You can even get it what they call direct IV, where they'll actually. And I don't know this this methodology quite yet, but you know, in our new clinic, we're going to be doing. We're gonna be getting into some of these things hopefully here in the near future. So, um, because it just has so many positives increasing the oxygenation within the system. Again, not really ultimately treating anything, you're treating an unhealthy body with healthy things. You focus on nutrition, you focus on um, specific supplementation, you, s- you focus on exercise, heavy, you focus on relaxation, and you focus on ways to oxygenate the system. These are all things, no matter what you do, will help your body heal and ultimately fight cancer, whether you're doing chemo and radiation or whether you're not, whatever, that's neither here nor there, but oxygenation of the system will help to fight um, the growth of tumors and ultimately, could potentially give you a win, and that's really what it's all about. Is we're trying to figure out ways. And th- in this episode, we're talking about cancer specifically. But what are some ways? So avoiding sugar and increasing oxygenation. Now, you may not financially be in a place to do all these things, but be specific. You know, you can exercise. You can go for walks. That's free a lot of times. You can sit in your house or go outside and take deep breaths of fresh air on a regular basis. These are all things that you can do. You can avoid sugar because if you're eating food, which most of us do, I know that sometimes the cheap stuff is higher glycemic, but ultimately if you can do you know just reduce that sugar increase your oxygenation and you're going to be helping two major things within the body so i hope this helps you at least gives you give, gives you some hope of easy things that you can do to increase your chances against cancer or increase your chances when fighting cancer and um, you know obviously stay tuned for more episodes share this with your friends and family because people need to know this stuff most people don't think they even have an option when they get one of these terrible diagnoses and it's not the fact it's that is just not the facts that is, those are not the facts so these are just some easy things they can do right now if they have it or if they don't want to get it and they could change their life so please share this with your friends and family every person I mean, you would be you'd be amazed so just share this out on facebook tell people to listen to it and all of our other episodes and and upcoming episodes and We just appreciate you all. Thank you all guys out there and uh, God bless and keep living a healthy life. This episode of the infinite living project has ended, but be sure to subscribe to hear the latest and greatest health and wellness information on the face of the earth. And please don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you and your family, the best health content available. And one last request, Please, if you know other people out there that are eager to learn and eager to hear just great quality health information, please share this podcast with the people that you love and care about. God bless and have a great day.
1: The products and services and the claims made about specific products and services on or through the site have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent disease. The information provided on this podcast, a website or any other media of Dr. Ryan Cleland is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional or any information contained on or in any product label or packaging. You should not use this information on this podcast or any other media of Dr. Ryan Cleland for diagnosis or treatment or any health problem or for prescription or any medication or other treatment. You should consult with a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise or supplementation program before taking any medication or if you have or suspect you may have a health problem. Statements regarding dietary supplements, lab testing, medications and or medical procedures have not been evaluated by the FDA and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any disease or health condition.